1: The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready?
2: And welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m., The Answer. All right, nothing? All right.
3: I've got vibration. What does that mean? That means it's muffled and uh, not clear.
2: All right. All right, uh, 308-210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. And toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Let me see if I can fix that while you guys introduce everything.
4: Well, we just came back back from the herb festival. Oh, that's right. Herb, herb market downtown at Pearl Brewery.
3: Real, really good crowd. Yeah. Um, um,
4: good crowd. Lots of dogs. Yeah,
3: but four four thousand dogs.
2: That's right. Oh, good. Okay. Are you better?
3: I still have a uh, vibration um, muffled kind of.
2: Okay. Can you can you hear me? Yep, we can hear yeah. just fine. Clear. Yep.
3: Hmm.
4: All right, we'll fix
2: it. Go ahead, keep talking.
4: <laughs> but anyway, uh, we had a lot of people drop by, and uh, Kevin and I were talking about. It's, it's interesting how that uh, that I, I, when we do the, we do this radio program for 20 years, didn't we say? or 17 or 18 years, and uh, we still have the uh, we still have the same questions and same new gardeners and uh the impre- impression i got from a lot of people is that they they they, they just buy buy the Or they one, one person came up and asked a bunch of questions was one that had was from chicago and uh they they had decided and and the the interesting was that they were they shop at millburgers shop around close to millburgers and so they were trying to grow their own tomato plants from uh from seed and uh and and they couldn't figure out uh, they they got the plants to grow but by the time they got them to grow it was it was too late and uh Right now they've got uh, big bushes and lot, lots of blooms and uh, no fruit. And I said, well, that, that could be a function of variety as well as, uh, as planting times. Uh, basically, for you, new, new, you newcomers to the area, uh, we work hard here to extension service and all of our testing. Uh, work hard here to find the best tomato varieties for spring, for spring and fall. And uh, they're hybrids. Most, most of them are hybrid uh, varieties. And so that means uh, the, if you were able to find the seed, that uh, the seed's very expensive. So... Uh, you transplant is the best way to go in spring and fall. Spring, you could get an early start with the transplants. Or, uh, we talk about it in uh, early March or, or when the rodeo tomato comes out. And, uh, and then in the, in the fall, you need a, a fast-maturing, heat-setting uh, variety that will give you uh, t- t- uh, ripe tomatoes. In the garden by Thanksgiving, and uh, as I told her, since they shop at Rimberger all the time, I said, and, and most of our mom and pop, opera, uh, private private nurseries, uh, have the uh, recommended varieties that uh, that we that we they grow, they grow they sell the transplants of our recommended varieties. So uh, you're just so much better off in spring and fall to uh, to take advantage of this marketing system that we have around here and use transplants from your favorite nursery. Now, with that said, uh, I said mom-and-pop operations are small, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, nurs- Nurseries like Millburgers or Rainbow yeah. Gardens, locally owned. Maybe. Lo- locally owned. There you go. Okay. that's a good way to put it. Uh, locally home uh, garden centers really? that buy from a local uh, transplant producer who uh, works with us to uh, get the hybrid hybrid plants and uh, and the best suited uh, varieties for this area. So uh, you're just better off to try to. Now you you can grow your uh, carrots and and and, uh, and 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 things like that, but on on the broccoli's and the cauliflowers and the and the tomatoes and the peppers and uh, things like that, you're just better mm-hmm. off uh, not using seed. Now you can grow beets, you know, they're from seed, and uh, 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 beans. Carrots and some carrots and some of those things from seed, and I and our uh, 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 Crawford lettuce seed, which which Millburgers are distributing some, and I understand some of the other nurseries in town now have their seed supplier Crawford lettuce seed. But uh, Milton Calvin remembered to bring his seed. Oh, good. Oh, to the and, herb market. Yeah, and that was the first. Couple of questions we had with people yeah. looking for uh, looking for seed of that.
2: Nothing'll uh, deflate your ego more than all these people coming up to you at an event, and you're thinking, "Oh wow, I guess we do have some fans." <laughs> Where's Calvin? He promised his seeds. Where is he? Well, he's not here yet. He said he'd be here by 10. Uh,
4: well, well, I... he he was on time. Oh, good. Okay. But, uh. And Paul
3: Cox well, was there too. Yeah. Paul
4: oh, Cox good. Came at 11. I, oh. I mean, at 10. But, uh, the, uh, we, we found out something's wrong. Something was, something that damages Crawford lettuce seed. Or, or Crawford lettuce plants. What? Squirrels. Really? Yeah. A lady came up and said, well, I got, I got the seed uh, from Milburger, I think. And I went home and I planted it all out, like y'all said, right on top of the soil with no cover. And, uh, and it came up beautifully, and I was so excited. And then I went out, and there were little holes in the, in the soil, and all the lettuce had been dug up. So I guess squirrels are either looking for acorns or, or whatever. or And like somebody said, it could be a skunk. You know they be a dig or armadillo. They dig for grubs and things like that. But uh, she needed she needed some replacement seed, so uh, Calvin took care of that. Bit. And
3: cutworms, cutworms will take them. Will take out a, almost no whole planting sometimes. A Crawford
4: lettuce seed.
3: Yeah,
4: I mean Crawford lettuce plant.
3: Um, I haven't seen a lot of cutworms this year, but there were at least a uh, couple of listeners that have had had cutworm problems yeah. they're, the cutworms are the kind of the gray green uh, caterpillars
4: yeah they they're come more, out of the soil
3: yeah and they'll They we generally uh, look on them as they, they chew at the base and wipe out seedlings sometimes you even see them where they're right. taking them down like timbers uh, but they as the year as the, the garden progresses they'll also go up into the Plant. If they're up in the plant, the BT will take care of them. But uh, yeah. but when they're in the soil, uh, sometimes I just take some uh, uh, spray of uh, malathion along the the base of the of the plant, and uh, that generally gets them under
2: control. Yeah. But, All right. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 88 67. Lots going on at Millburgers next weekend. we got Trace up here. Let's start with that. All it's, the stuff
5: that's going on. It's loaded next weekend. Yeah. Let's start with the blood drive. We've got the blood drive here. Oh,
4: no. That's going to be here, too. In uh-huh.
5: time for Halloween. It's got to be. There uh, you people go. are going to need it. Uh, there's always going to be accidents, uh, especially at this, any kind of holiday. Well, and, I, uh,
3: there's some kind of a cooperative agreement with the Vampire Association, too. There you
5: so, go. So I've heard. <laughs> uh, so we got that. We've got uh, David Rodriguez's
3: uh, adult seminar on fall color plants. Look at this. Guys, look at the, the pumpkin collector over there. She's, oh, yeah, that's great. She's got a, hand, most, a handful. They were almost
5: bigger than she was. She's only going uh, to uh, take
3: her picture, and then she'll just take them back. You know? <laughs> we, let's see.
5: We did that. We did that. We've got um, we got David Rodriguez kit,
4: talking about what?
5: I believe it's fall planting fall plant. for fall color.
4: Okay, okay.
5: Uh, so we'll be talking about pansies, snapdragons, ornamental cabbage, kale, calendulas. And he likes to mix in the Swiss chard. For Is there calendulas here? Uh, hopefully by next weekend I will. Okay,
3: I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see any. I was um, looking. To they,
5: they were ordered and uh, they didn't materialize. So, so for some
3: for some of the gardeners that are replacing their zinnias with they want butterfly oh, that'd be a good attractive. One. Well, the dianthus is another yeah, one, and
5: it's on the deer resistant list too. Clangulus? Clangulus, yeah. Oh, cool.
3: But so, uh, clanchers are a good choice. Alyssum.
5: Alyssum, you bet. Lobelia, mm. um, snapdragons, of course, pansies, and. Primrose and your favorite cyclamen.
3: What is the cyclamen now? Is that that? If you
4: can't see them from here, we need to
3: buy <laughs> oh, yeah. some new glasses. You, what do you mean I can't see them? The glow, the glow from the color. Oh, look just,
4: at that red, uh, kind of light red one over there.
3: Yeah, the, the, there's one that they call purple that is just vibrant, and um, we we used to plant the the white with the uh, the red or the white with the purple. But I generally now just plant uh, one color, like the purple or that pink you were talking about, um, more more uniform, and they they have a little they have a, di- a little different uh, bloom uh, cycle. I mean, most of them keep their blooms all during the winter. But well,
5: I, I like to plant the white with another color because yeah. my personal
4: that really it, makes them show up. It
5: makes and you can see the white at night. You can't really necessarily see the other uh, colors. Yeah. And I still think white has the most fragrance.
4: Yeah, uh, oh, the, really? and in and, in and, and nature, that's true. That uh N- N- was a, and things like that.
3: There was a uh, gardener over there trying to smell the fragrance that you keep talking about, and she couldn't couldn't find it. And I said, "Well, I'm with you. I can't smell it either." And she said something about me being real old, so that didn't count. Uh-oh. So <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, and they're for sale this week too, Calvin.
2: They're on sale? They're for, for sale. sale. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make him feel as good. Trenchard, listening listening. Oh, I, I knew exactly yeah. where that was leading.
5: All right, <laughs> uh, let's see. What else have we got? We've got uh, the kids' class where they're going to be painting pumpkins. That is mm-hmm. full. Um, but uh, that'll be neat. We've got all kinds of stuff for the kids. We've got face painting and balloon art. Uh, we are going to have roasted corn out. The All train, right. the train's going to be functioning. Um, bounce house going. The maze is working. Pumpkins, gourds, uh, squashes. We got, we'll got. we have a lot of it.
4: Is, uh, is night, next next week in, in the contest? It the is. The costume contest? It is. You didn't oh. mention that. It's savage. Well, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. You're still coming, huh?
5: So, uh, yes, the employee costume contest. All right. You know, it, it's really fun for us. Uh, yes, the employee costume contest. All right. You know, it, it's really fun for us, and, and we get to show ourselves off. But it's also for the customers. And they actually get to vote for which employee's costume wins. Uh, so that's good for us. But they also have a – their ballot can be drawn where they can win a gift certificate as well. So there will mm-hmm. be one person voting. That will win a gift certificate just for voting.
2: So let's see. What do we mention now? We've got the uh, all the Halloween <laughs> activity, David Rodriguez, blood drive. Yeah. And so uh, I'm trying to think. What else Corn. is going on? Yeah.
5: Um, virgin margaritas. And a lot of fun.
2: We ought to have the, uh, the ladies from the Fiesta City Chorus come by and do Halloween carols.
4: Do you have to be a virgin to drink those margaritas? Or yes. What's the
2: deal on that? I think so.
4: Oh, oh! <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get it. We won't yeah.
5: be able to give away much.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh. okay. 2-
5: well, well, it's been so long.
3: I'm surprised you remember.
2: Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is. Our we're our just number. getting into it, Milton. Yeah, I'm man. trying to. You keep... need
4: to get control of the
2: show. I know. I'm trying to steer them in the right direction.
4: <laughs> all right. So I'm, I'm all... afraid I took them the wrong
2: way. Yeah, you. I gave them a. You enemy. set them up. That was the mistake. <laughs> Um, oh,
5: there's a Facebook contest. Oh, what's that? Uh, it's going to be where if you take a picture of your kid in our uh, pumpkin patch. All right. And uh, the, I don't want to say the cutest kid, but there will be one kid selected to be the winner, and uh, they will be the winner of our Facebook contest, and there's a gift certificate involved in that. So they could actually win two gift certificates, technically. Yeah. If they come out and they vote, and they take pictures and submit it on our Facebook.
2: It's a whole lot of fun, so uh, come on out. Make sure your calendar is marked for next Saturday, Sunday, and uh, come on out and enjoy uh, the big Halloween spooktacular here at Millburgers and have a lot of fun. All right, so uh, how about our plant of the weekend? Weekend, weekend, weekend.
5: All right, so this is one of my favorite fall plants. It's oh, a yeah. Mexican mint marigold.
4: They're blooming all over the place.
5: And it's yeah, spectacular around town right now with that golden yellow flower, great perennial and uh, it, it's actually used as an herb, uh, substitute for tarragon in, in cooking. And so uh, it's multi-use perennial with that beautiful bloom. So, uh, and it's on our sale, our one-gallon perennial sale oh, right good. now for 388. So we got in 50. I, I didn't do a count this morning, but there's still a good chunk of them out there.
4: Isn't that a native plant? I think that's a native it's plant. A, it's
5: on the xeriscape list. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, no, I I'm not so sure native. about native, but it's certainly a good one for our area.
2: I think it's native. So it's uh,
5: 388?
4: 388. Oh, 388. a good. marigold. Very cool. All right. So now, see. It'll be it'll be pretty this year in the fall a little bit, but next year when they, after oh, yeah. come back, get, they the get year better year, with age. And, oh yeah, bigger, bigger and better.
2: All right. So, what else we need to uh, talk about? What's coming?
4: I was going to say last week, last weekend, uh, a mother with two little little bitty girls came up on the porch, and of course, the little girls were shy, but the mother said, "Are y'all doing face painting this weekend?" They came, came uh-huh. all the way over here. To get their face painted, and I said, No, that's a couple of weeks.
5: They wouldn't me. like the drawings that you could make. Yeah, no. Jerry grabbed a felt- I, In
4: fact, I did volunteer to use my ink pen. I bet yeah. you did. Permanent, they, permanent but, marker,
5: I bet but, you is where but, you did
4: but they, they didn't think that was fun. No, I bet not. The, girl, the little girls didn't, especially. So that face painting is uh, very popular. And uh, that's going to be next weekend. It's next
5: weekend. And is that uh, Saturday
4: and Sunday, or just that That's
5: Saturday? Saturday and Sunday. And the times are all on our website. Oh, okay. As well as we have flyers here in the store. Uh, not everything is functioning all day, but a uh, good chunk of the day.
4: Now, how do you do that Facebook thing? Do you well, take the picture here. They
5: take a picture here. With your phone. They, with their phone, yeah. And then they, they can send a picture to our Facebook. I'm, I'm not – I can't tell you how to do that because I don't do Oh, that. me I either. I don't do Facebook me or Twitter or any of that other <laughs> stuff, but uh, – most everybody else knows how to do it
4: you can do it uh, from the, from the website they can
5: do it from their phone to our Facebook
4: hmm uh-huh. but you got to know an address don't you Nelson?
5: no it's not an even not like an email oh. that's about as much as I can tell you
2: no you just do like do, people know how to do it
5: <laughs> they're okay don't trust us. <laughs> the, the ones that, that wanna it, to do it, the ones that know. want to do it know already know how to do oh, exactly. okay
4: all right
2: anything exciting come in this week
5: uh, let's see. Well, we added cyclamen. So, yeah, no, I... I mean, we, we stepped up the quantities. Yeah. Um, we got in some more of the large blooming marigolds. So for those people that want the traditional All Souls, All Saints Day plant, we've got in some nice 10-inch pots uh, as well as I think a couple of hanging baskets that are mixed with uh, with that large blooming marigold, which uh, somebody a long time ago nicknamed Mary Mum. And Is that uh, somebody got somebody's on my somebody somebody left. left that's okay? a cute name. So um, he's giving you credit for that. I know. I
4: appreciate that.
5: Well, I got to give him credit where it's
4: due. <laughs> Whenever it's due. Whenever it's due. Uh, do you have strawberries left?
5: Uh a small dab, I believe. Yeah,
4: that's that's the last of them. Dab, or at least right. they're they're trying to get some more at the suppliers. But
5: we do have a lot of everything else, so the broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, spinach, Swiss chard, uh, artichokes. got good selection still on the vegetables.
2: Very good. All right. We'll take a quick break. While we do, give us a call at 308-8867. There's spinach. Good. For more information on all the events, go to com. And you'll learn more. All right. Back in a moment, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Broadcast live from Milburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull 40 Road on 930 a.m., The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardie Road. All right, you know about next Saturday and Sunday's event at milburgers the big Halloween celebration. But what you may not know is next Saturday, Millburgers has a great event. It's a little on the serious side. It's Millburgers' quarterly blood drive. They do this every quarter because blood is always in need here in San Antonio. So you can come to Millburgers between 10 o'clock and 1.30, and you can donate blood. And here's a little suggestion for you. Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center and go ahead and make your reservations for your time that you want to give blood on the Millburgers' blood drive. That'll get you in and out quicker. All right, here's another suggestion. Make sure that when you donate blood, you get a $10 gift certificate from Millburgers. In fact, they'll give it to you even if you're unable to give blood. And the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has a nice gift for you, too. That's next Saturday, the 28th, at Milburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Check it out at millburgernursery.com. As a dad of four young boys, I get a front row seat to sibling rivalry. One of my greatest hopes as a father is that one day they will grow out of this battle and learn to love each other unconditionally. Unfortunately, sometimes those battles wage on, and decades later, they become amplified after the loss of a parent. I'm Charlie Weisinger, board-certified estate planning attorney with Weisinger Law Firm. One of my greatest passions is helping families navigate through difficult losses and put wills and trusts in place to make sure that sibling rivalry doesn't turn into World War III after losing a loved one. Let my team help you create a plan that provides structure and peace for your family so your kids can focus on loving each other through the hard stuff. We're located just north of San Antonio in Selma, Texas, so call me, Charlie Weisinger, at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800 or weisingerlawfirm.com. That's W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R lawfirm.com.
6: Weisinger Law Firm, through plan. Hi, Rose. Thanks for coming over for lunch. Come on in. Ah, oh, thanks, Linda, for having me. Wow, it smells like garlic in here. Are you trying to ward off some vampires? <laughs> Not at all. I recently read an article on the health benefits of garlic, so I'm trying to add more into my daily diet. Why don't you just take Kyolic Aged Garlic? What's Kyolic Aged Garlic? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract is the number one best-selling odorless garlic supplement on the market today. Notice I said odorless. Oh, really? Tell me more. Not only is Kyolic organically grown, but it's aged for 20 months, creating beneficial compounds not found in fresh or powdered garlic. Is there any research? Can you believe there's over 750 published scientific studies that prove aged garlic extract reduces many cardiovascular risk factors and supports overall immunity? So where can I get Kyolic? Kyolic aged garlic extract is available at fine health food stores everywhere. Check out their website at coyolick.com.
0: Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, 9.30 a.m., the answer goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside our radio. We are now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous on iTunes, on iHeart, on our own app, on our website, on conservativeradio.com, on your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 9.30 9.30 a.m. The Answer.
2: And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Wick, Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and your questions when you call us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867.
4: We, uh... If you didn't make it down to the Pearl today, uh, you might want to consider going down there tomorrow because they're going to have a, uh, uh, the Garden Volunteers of of South Texas are having a plant a butterfly garden, having some sessions on plant a butterfly garden. And uh, the way I read this, they're going to have them three three, three different times. One starts at 11 a.m., goes to noon. One starts at 12.15 and goes to 1.15. And one starts at 1.30 and goes to 2 p.m. And it's at the Pearl Studio.
3: Did it say who's speaking? Charles Bartlett. Okay. Charles would be good. Now, the garden volunteers of South Texas were the ones that helped me uh, plant the big butterfly garden out there at oh, okay. um, dream hill estates okay so and of course charles is a long time yeah. excellent horticulturist
4: landscaper a san antonio landscaper who will provide all the information you need to plan develop and maintain a butterfly garden next you will be able to create your own garden during the breakout session using magnetic boards with various bed shapes and material, plant material pictures, all in one hour.
3: That's, it's much easier to plant the garden on on those ma- ma- magnetic yeah, boards. Uh, and I imagine
4: a- so. Uh, you don't it, have to worry about soil depth or anything. Now, if, now. They,
3: if they can't make the uh, presentation out there at Pearl, they could come here and see the the Milberger certified uh, butterfly garden. Uh, that's in bloom and full of butterflies right now. The monarchs are are in town for at least a few more weeks. You make it sound like a family. It's like, oh, the monarchs are in town. Yeah, you know, well, that's uh, what, how that's are Bill and Joyce? Are they okay? <laughs> that's what I feel. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it, it feels like. I gave a presentation to the uh, Whisper Oaks Garden Club, and uh, a lot of them, those folks, are involved in you know planted milkweed, and mm-hmm. you know they're talking about the. Their favorite, there's seven monarchs that are visiting. Uh, you know, it was kind of like a family, uh, and uh, trying to get the native milkweeds to cooperate, and uh, so a lot, a lot of effort out there uh, to attract butterflies. And the good news is that it's uh, it's pretty easy, and everybody can have a part. And then you you get the uh, the plants are attractive, and then you get the butterflies. I mean, just mobs of butterflies yeah
4: i was at the botanical garden yesterday it yesterday yeah yesterday day before yesterday walking around there and, and the old-fashioned garden they've got a bunch of porter weed mm. Bo- both the 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 purple the, the, pur- the pur- one that was purple was really spectacular mm-hmm. they had large groups of them and those butterflies were everywhere. And they had milkweed, too, the, both the tropical and the, and the, the regular one. But uh, the, the pictures, of course, are on the colorful tropical one. Oh,
3: were they both? Was the native blooming?
4: Yeah. Uh, did, I don't remember. I ever yeah, generally. The generally
3: <clears throat> those in my yard have retreated, and that's one of the, you know, because the, the monarchs used the uh, blooms for nectar this right. time of the year but then they any day now they're supposed to move on to Mexico you know so right. but
4: uh, well that, and the, that mid- tropical one was really blooming its there yeah they,
3: and they love it and then the mist flowers are blooming everywhere so
4: and they had the queens butterflies out there and had the monarchs out there
3: probably the gulf
4: fritillaries three or four yeah three or four yeah. in, in a group
3: painted ladies too yeah,
4: yeah. Hi, did you I have didn't even have to whisper to them
2: can we ask it on the air? No. Oh, okay. Well, you want to talk to Calvin real quick, and then What's you on? don't have to be on the air. All right, 210-308-88-67. See how nice that was? I guess you
4: didn't you she did She did. And you, you want took to- it well, man. Yeah.
2: Do you want to be on the air? No.
4: <laughs>
2: anyway, that's okay. Do you, uh, we want you to come on out and... Uh, and uh, be a part of the show either way. So we'll find out what she had to ask in a moment. Again, don't forget, lots of activities going on at Millburgers. David Rodriguez will be here doing one of his uh, Earthkind seminars. We have uh, the, uh, the pumpkin patch for pictures. We'll have the train, the big spooktacular celebration. Uh, that's next uh, Saturday and Sunday. Corn. And, yep, corn.
4: Face painting.
2: Uh, face painting
4: and the blood drive. And blue, did you mention balloon? No, the balloon animals. I yeah. think they got it. She's she a
2: balloon artist. She does more than just balloon animals.
4: Oh, okay. I'll have to
2: think of what I want this time and see if she can do it. <laughs> she made me a hippo last time. Actually, her husband made me the hippo. It was incredible.
4: Oh, is that right?
2: We, we, y'all were talking about Facebook. We posted it on Facebook, and we got lots of likes. Oh, did you really? Yeah, everybody liked that hippo. Okay. All 308 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, Give us a call. Be a part of the show.
4: We got a lot of questions down at the herb market. We were in the Ask the Expert booth, and people would come up and, and ask questions with their, with their doggies. Uh, first question that we had down there was somebody uh was having trouble with our satsuma, with our satsuma tree. And uh, the first question I asked was, was it in the shade? And he said, oh, no, it's, 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 uh, it's not in the... It, he, he led me to believe it wasn't in the shade. Then, as we talked a little bit longer... He said it's uh, it's an understory tree. He's using it as an understory tree to a pecan tree, the satsuma. Oh. And uh, that's in the shade, by the way. Uh, so uh, he was having trouble with it, and he, un- he, un- he unfertilized it or done anything like that. I'm surprised... Uh, on satsumas and, and things like that, that, that people don't don't uh, realize the importance of to fertilization to, to keep those grow, to keep those satsumas and everything growing. Well,
3: if you got in the uh, landscapes up north where you have uh, apple trees uh, and pear trees that last forever and ever and ever. Yeah. You've, nobody ever fertilizes there too, you know the orchards they do, but not, in the orchard, not yeah. the backyard. No, all they, oh, they you know. But
4: they've got the topsoil up there. They've yeah. got deep soil. up
3: there. Lots of it, and organic material, and the yeah. and, uh, more, and same amount of rain as we do, but it's uh, the evaporation properly. rate is much
2: less. Oh, I think we have another question. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven.
4: But anyway, uh, to keep these satsumas going, when you buy them, when you buy citrus here uh, or in a nursery, you, you notice how dark green the foliage is, and, and they're, they're actively growing because the, the satsumas and citrus produces its fruit on new wood. Right. And uh, oh. you, have to have, you have to fertilize them with uh, nitrogen fertilizer to keep that new wood coming. And, and and keep that that tree expanding, but uh, and they.
3: Did you see any hmm? turkstep? Yep. Me? Anybody see
4: scalping?
2: We're looking. Hold on. Oh, she used wanted to, some. Used to be yeah, over there.
4: She used to be over for. there behind. Is that it over there by that tree?
2: All right, we're looking.
4: I don't. I don't see it.
2: Anyway, okay, you finish up your thing and then we'll go to a break and then we'll see if we can't help find her
4: but anyway the uh this, this guy thought if he just put a little compost on there and uh, and and maybe a water soluble fertilizer on there that that was going to be enough, but that's not enough you especially, especially in containers. Uh, and that's why we recommend copious amounts of osmocote in the spring. But a, compa- a container
3: is much more revealing because if you don't fertilize yeah. that, I mean, yeah. it just
4: it color
3: changes and leaves might drop off. And the
4: d- the deal is you're looking at it every day. So the subtle change, I mean, the, it's not a sudden change of color. It's gradual. But if you, if you just look at the uh, citrus at the nursery... Uh, dark black green they are. That's the way you should keep your, uh, citruses and, at well, at home. Now, if they're in the ground, uh, we recommend the use of the slow release fertilizer, like such as 1959 fertilizer, for it releases over a period of time. And, uh, probably, probably every Thirty to forty days, and just sprinkle some. uh, I I don't want to say copious amounts, but anyway, quite quite a bit of fertilizer around your satsuma, stopping that in uh, September, October, so the the plant can kind of slow down its growth and harden off. But uh, yeah,
3: the time the timing is. So I was having a discussion at the. herb market with somebody on that had lemons mm-hmm. and uh they were they they had the timing wrong on the fertilization so they were uh, they were getting you know th- things were dropping off and they were kicking in growth spurts and, yeah and you know and uh, you want to be a little careful that uh myers lemon especially is so responsive to any attention you get it so you fertilize in the spring, but you can use a real mild soluble fertilizer during the during the year to keep the, the nutrient levels up. But you don't, you, you know, you, you want to make there's a re, you want to have a reason to fertilize, and you want to uh, you want to kind of fit the natural cycle of that that plant too. It's a good reason to go to plantanswers.com or to listen to the show or call in and and ask questions about it but plantanswers.com has archived lots of materials of of the the plants that you're you, you're interested in and how best to take care of them
4: yeah
2: All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas is coming up live from Milberger's Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Verde Road. And uh, we'll be back with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardie Road. All right, you know about next Saturday and Sunday's event at Millburgers, the big Halloween celebration. But what you may not know is next Saturday, Millburgers has a great event It's a little on the serious side. It's Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive. They do this every quarter because blood is always in need here in San Antonio. So you can come to Millburgers between 10 o'clock and 1.30 and you can donate blood. Here's a little suggestion for you. Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center and go ahead and make your reservations for your time that you want to give blood on the Millburgers Blood Drive. That'll get you in and out quicker. All right. Here's another suggestion. Make sure that when you donate blood, you get a $10 gift certificate from Millburgers. In fact, they'll give it to you even if you're unable to give blood. And the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has a nice gift for you, too. That's next Saturday, the 28th, at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bulverde Road. Check it out at millburgernursery.com. 9.30 a.m. The Answer presents
7: another amazing Family Values opportunity. For over 25 years, Bracken Christian School in Bulverde has provided an excellent education within the context of a biblical worldview, equipping students to impact their culture for Christ. And right now, a $7,800 voucher is available for only $4,500. See the Family Values page for the terms and conditions and other great offers, too. It's Bracken Christian School's Family Values tuition deal, as seen on 930amtheanswer.com.
1: With all this talk about the National Anthem, we thought it was a good idea to learn a bit more about why the National Anthem is so important in this country. This National Anthem Minute is brought to you by Premier Roofing and Contracting. Sir Francis Scott Key wrote the words to the Star-Spangled Banner as a poem the morning after a huge battle in 1814 between British and American forces. But how did Key get there and why? He was on a humanitarian mission. His ship was flying a white flag. He was trying to obtain the release of an American doctor taken captive by the British. After he went on board the British ship to seek his release, he learned they were about to attack Fort McHenry in the port of Baltimore. So the British held him captive all night as they bombarded Fort McHenry. By the morning light, after the fight was over, he peered out of his ship window and saw an amazing sight. The flag was still there.
7: Thank you, Premier Roofing and Contracting, for standing for
8: our national anthem, premierroofingandcontracting.com. My name is Thaddeus Biediger, and honestly, I have to say and spell my name every day. I'm also the owner of Premier Roofing and Contracting, easy to say and much easier to spell. Premier Roofing and Contracting proudly serves San Antonio and the Hill Country, and we're a preferred vendor with major insurance companies. Call Premier Roofing and Contracting for a free estimate for your roof repair or replacement at 210-867-6001. At Premier Roofing and Contracting, we install quality with confidence. PremierRoofingandContracting.com
6: Hey, this is Jan Johnson, and I want to personally invite you to our next Project One Mixer which is going to be on Saturday, October the 28th from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. And this time it's going to be fun. Bring your kids, bring your neighbors. It's going to be a fall festival out at the headquarters of Documation, located conveniently on the north side of San Antonio between Loop 1604 and Lock Hill about maybe two blocks inside Loop 1604. Come and meet all the amazing organizations that we've had on for the past 12 weeks, and you'll get to meet them. Talk to them. Sign up to get involved. Plus, the kids are going to have fun. We're going to have lots of candy. There's going to be pony rides, pumpkin patch, you name it. It's going to be fun. So join us October 28th between 2 and 4 p.m. at Documentation Headquarters located on 1604 in Lock Hill, Selma. Come out for Project One, our next mixer, and meet some of the organizations. And I'll be there, so make sure to stop by and say hi. See you then.
2: Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer on a beautiful day. I'm here and with uh, Dr. Jerry Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and uh, your calls when you call us so at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. So the woman that was talking to you, she, she was, was just kind of asking about where something was.
3: Yeah, she had, okay. uh, she had described a plant that had a tall stalk and had red flowers at the top. <laughs> and I was and I, I thought Maybe. she was talking about the tropical, but she wasn't. It, F- turned, it turned out she found a turks cap. Uh, yeah, and uh, and she was. We've got some large ones, and then, but she was looking for a smaller. And normally, which Charles brought to my attention, they usually write
4: in, <laughs> under your nose. Yeah, that,
3: but was uh, his comment? they uh, they they are either. Hidden away, or they're uh, we've run out. So, but turk's cap will be is a is a, gr- a great plant for uh, shade and sun, and uh, the deer eat at it, but not they don't get serious about it. Uh, and uh, good drought tolerant plant. So, uh, I The will have more. They got some large ones too. Though. I
4: tried to tell Forrest Appleton that the deer eating the the branches of. Was a, was a good thing because that causes it to rebranch and and have more flowers. He didn't buy it. No, sure. no. I. It's but but like <laughs> <laughs>
2: That was a noble effort. If you, did you really? Were you, Yeah. What, were, what odds were you giving yourself that Forrest would would embrace that? Not, not very
4: much. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's in give me that.
3: It's in that, that same. Aggie look. Same league as shrimp plant. They. Yeah. They uh, will eat it in a drought and eat at it a little bit, but they generally don't uh, eat it to the, the nubbins like they do with the, most
4: plants. And the neat thing about turkey cap is that it blooms in the shade.
3: Yeah, yeah, and the hum- oh, it's a great hummingbird. Butterflies yeah. like it too.
4: Now this, uh, this new one that uh, Greg Grant's come out with that you can only get at Garden Volunteer's uh, plant sales, it's called Red Spread and uh it's a very interesting it's a, a very interesting it's a very interesting plant because it it looks like a regular turks cap i mean in a container when you buy it 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 stands up it's erect like a regular uh turks cap then you plant it out and when it gets gets about uh a couple of feet tall uh it lays over. And that's why they call it red spread and grows a, like a ground cover with uh big blooms and I was out taking pictures of it the other day last, last week as a matter of fact and greg greg for for a long time uh, was trying to blo- trying to breed a uh, a Turks cap with an open bloom. you know how they, yeah. have, they have the tightly curled bloom. And i've got pictures of uh several open blooms on red spread turt scat, so that's going to be another interesting factor about that particular plant
3: so does it uh, make a good ground cover or uh, yeah is, that, is it yeah, just uh, yeah. you have to use it like mist flower and you just no put it aside it, it
4: makes a good ground cover oh. and uh, so we're trying to we're full, and and all out of all his crosses, only one of them he ever, he'd ever seen laid down like that. It's the most amazing thing. You know, like I said, when it when you're selling it in containers, it's upright, which would be good for the nurseries. And then and then it I can hear the lays, phone calls now. Down. It's laid oh, yeah,
3: down. Yeah, was. Yeah, it was fine until. <laughs> three days after I got it home and I just went, plop. I know it's going to die now. Or they'll start throwing fertilizer to it and watering it.
4: And then it will <laughs> die. Yeah. But it, it's full of blooms. Uh, and I was reading uh, Neil Sperry's newsletter and he says that turkey caps are one of his favorite uh, shade tolerant uh, uh, hummingbird plants. Hmm. Hummingbird and and butterfly plants.
3: That's how I got in, introduced to, sh- to Turk's Cap, or in, got interested in and it. I was down in uh, Santa Ana Refuge. Yeah. And they've got some thickets of it down there. And the <laughs> hummingbirds were just
4: all over it, right? in
3: there. So, I, so now I have like 50 feet of... Uh, uh, of a shady border that's... we got an emergency
4: Mountain. What's that? Do you see the emergency running by no. going to the oh, bathroom? No, anyway, the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, changing the subject, uh, it's, it's interesting to go out to these uh, question and answer or ask ask the expert booth. Cause we had a guy come up and talk about his Meyer lemon. You, uh, you may remember him. Mm-hmm. He's talking about his Meyer lemon, and even though he covered it this last winter, he said it froze back so bad it lost all the foliage. Now, you know, we've been noticing Meyer lemon at, at your place and and all, getting reports of it. That thing's pretty had been pretty cold hardy for the last couple of years. Yeah,
3: but it, it got defoliated, but, I mean, it's just like a moment. Oh, did your
4: Meyer lemon get yeah. defoliated? Too? No, and I
3: didn't, but I was gone and uh over to south africa and namibia so uh we weren't there to cover it but it got defoliated uh but foliage went back on and bloomed and has yeah both both of mine have uh a good number of uh lemons on them
4: yeah he had covered his but uh with uh he built a frame around it and he covered it and i'm i'm thinking that uh But he didn't put any heat source in there, any any external heat source in there. And uh, a lot a lot of times when you cover with those frames and use plastic, if you don't have a heat source in there, it'll be colder in in the covered area than it will be uncovered. But uh, I didn't realize yours had lost its leaves last year. But uh, but uh, like I said, they come. They seem to come back and, and fruit the first year. Yeah. Most the, of, most of the time, when a plant loses its foliage like that, it won't have fruit the following year. Or the fruit, it'll form fruit and they'll fall off.
3: And the limes, of course, got they got killed back to the to the roots. Right. Yeah. One of them, one of my two limes, got killed completely then one sprouted back up and then in the meantime I I replaced the t- two of them so now I have three lime trees but they they didn't uh, they produced a real, real limited fruit after being defoliated
4: and then of course we had a lot of questions on uh, on the hackberry sprouts and uh, some 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 person had Oh, no, there's that but, there's that butterfly over there among the citrus, the one that lays the caterpillar. He, he went behind you, Kevin. But, Giant uh, swallowtail. Yeah, there he is. He, he, she's looking for a place to lay the eggs. There's
3: plenty. She can take a whole, you know, about 12 different varieties of, of citrus there she can choose from.
4: Oh, no, she's laying egg. Yeah, quick, Trace, go over there and run her off. <laughs> she
3: will, uh, and the the caterpillars will be like little uh, bird doos.
4: There you go. That's and so, they like. so if
3: you see those on your citrus, they're they're busy laying eggs all over. You'll see. Yeah. You'll see them. Uh, and you, you we, we haven't gotten our call this fall no. from anybody saying, "You aren't going to believe this." Uh, <laughs> But I saw that some of my leaves on my grapefruit tree were eaten, and I went and looked. I didn't find anything, so I went back after it continued to be eaten, and I found caterpillar. But it looks just like bird doo doo. There you, know? you
4: go. They're, they're, and then that's well it.
3: well disguised. That's what that's what they do, and that's the that's a that big yellow. It's really a showy but, butterfly, oh, a yeah, giant yeah. swallowtail.
4: They're real common. That would really work in the citrus out there. Anyway, uh, this person had cut out a hackberry tree, uh, I guess a couple of years ago now, cut it off at the ground, and they had sprouts everywhere. Sure. And so, (laughs) sure. And so, uh, and they wanted to know how to get rid of them. I said, well. I, I was hoping that it recently been done, and they could recut the stump and p- use our cut vine and stump killer. That's it, right? Yeah. Did I get it. Cut vine and stump killer. But uh, said, said, she said, said they were the sprouts were coming up around the stump uh, in adjacent to the stump, so I told her that the stump must still be alive. And to to drill some holes in that in that stump, it's a fairly big tree, but uh, drill some uh, down into the into the green wood, you know, to where she can see green wood when she's drilling in there, and just fill those holes and put them about an inch apart, all all the way around, the, especially around the outside of the outside of the tree. And then fill those with that cut vine and stump killer.
5: It's sound yeah. advice.
4: Yeah, and then on the on the sprouts out out away from the stump, go ahead and, and cut those. And after immediately after you cut them, put that stump cut vine and stump killer.
5: In. And this could be going on for years because there's seeds that have fallen from that big tree.
4: Yeah. well, that's Over true and too.
5: over and over again. So they could they could have uh, an ongoing situation for many many years.
4: Yeah. And she she was thinking that these all, all were coming from the root sprouts. Yeah, yeah. I don't.
5: Some the of them probably are. Yeah.
3: yeah. The roots. The root. Yeah. The root sprouts don't last that long. If you if you do what you said, you should do that. you should be you should get them.
4: That gets some of the root sprouts. Yeah. i yeah.
3: almost all of them. Then one more little. Uh, Attack, You know, just the yeah. new sprouts that come up, you should take care of them.
4: Yeah. But anyway, we'll get the same. <laughs> everybody has that same uh, same problem, I guess. And uh, there was a lot of, uh, what, millenniums down there?
2: Millennial. Yeah.
4: Millennials? Millennial. Millennial? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. People didn't know anything about gardening, but they wanted to plant a garden. They didn't know what to plant, when to plant, how to plant. And uh, so they would say, well, we planted last year, but we didn't have any luck. And uh, one person said, uh, you know, we said, well, what what, what procedure did you use? And uh, they said, well, we, got, we built a little raised, kind of a raised bed frame, and then we went out and bought a couple of bags of potting mix and planted. They're not mentioning fertilization at all. So uh, they said, they just, the plants just didn't do anything. They said, uh, uh, we tried broccoli, cauliflower, some of those things and uh they just wouldn't grow That's it need, the plants need fertility to grow just like kid, people need well especially, food to especially
3: grow. those plants need fertility yeah yeah, yeah they're, they're heavy
4: gonna, feeders
3: yeah they're not going to grow in a uh, uh, low nitrogen compost right. and it, we we always talk about the compost bagged or when you buy it bulk always has such a nice texture but it's either it's either very, very low on nutrients or you end up with a negative, if you got a lot of sawdust or right, shredded right. bark in there for as a filler, you end up with a, a negative right. nitrogen situation where it's trying to get the nitrogen from the air even so that it can decompose those materials. So that's why it's always a good rule of thumb just to do the 10, at least uh, 10 cups of uh of the uh, winterizer or slow-release lawn fertilizer uh, per hundred square feet of uh, of new bed
4: yeah.
3: or a replenished bed. I just added two two inches of uh, compost to my cut flower garden, and I I did the ten ten cups.
4: And so when I, when somebody walks up to, you, to to me anyway, and basically saying how do you garden in this area you know i mean that that's a lifetime of description so i i always come back to that uh plantanswers.com where we've got the uh the outline of basically what they do at the children's garden that uh, david rodriguez put it together and uh, we put a link on uh, on plantanswers.com where where they've got several seasons of uh, of uh, of what what was happening at the children's guard which is just looking spectacular. Right now. And,
5: and if those kids can be successful, yeah, anybody can be successful. Hey, <laughs> those it... kids have
3: been successful for years and years. Well, you also want to get the new, uh, Milberger's newsletter, right? That helps that's too. a that's a,
5: and we do offer adult seminars. Uh... Three three times a year, we mm-hmm. do a spring one, and we do uh, a, a fall one, and then we do a winter one.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's, be- it's better. It's not, you know, it's always young families. Uh, that that was the big thing about when water conservation too. Uh, you know the 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 water conservation or uh, successful gardening was not the highest thing on your List when you got four-year-olds and five-year-olds, yeah, and yeah. and you're saving, living in an apartment, saving for your house, or you buy your first house, and then, you know, a couple of years into it, you say, "Ah, this gardening, I've always wanted to do it. How, how do I do it?" So they try, or they get a book, book from the north, and uh, th- th- it doesn't work. It was it worse, Jerry? Remember, 20 years ago, when you you couldn't find
4: a decent book written by a, a an author from the right, south right yeah and a lot a lot of these people down there want to grow stuff in grow the vegetable garden yeah. in their apartment hey we got to take a break we'll come back in a moment you're listening to
2: Milberger's gardening south texas right here on 9 30 a.m this is the answer
4: we're We're back
1: with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer.
2: And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Trace is up here with us, and then uh, Roy is putting together. He's looking at all the uh, the Dopplers and the Dipplers and uh, okay, all his radar. He's I'm, got wait,
4: I'm anxiously awaiting his perceived percentage when we,
2: of rain. You remember when we had to go up there, and uh, that one, yeah. one or two times, and Roy kind of left the room and came back? That's because he's got a... Kind of keep all that running that oh, room. Got, okay. got to make sure it's a perfect temperature. There you a go. A lot of computers in that that weather room that he there has. There is. So we'll uh, we'll talk to Trace for a while, and then we'll uh, we'll talk to Roy. Cool. All right. Well, Trace, uh, let's review again. Uh, it's top of the hour, so we got new people listening. Next weekend, it's a big weekend here at Milburners. How
4: many you new ones?
2: Uh, four. A fourth? Yeah, Roy was able to tell me. He can actually spot who's listening, too, with that Doppler. Oh, yeah, right, right. They don't tell you that on the uh, TV, no, no. yeah. He knows who's listening.
5: It's <laughs> so like Santa.
2: He is like Santa. <laughs> Roy, Roy's a lot like Santa. All right, so, um, okay. Well, let's see. We have, what do uh, we have next week. We have
5: David Rodriguez out here doing oh, an adult, that's adult seminar Santa. On, uh, on planting for cool weather. So it will be like on the, the bedding plants and the annuals and stuff for... Uh, for sun and shade and what to put with what and what deer will eat what they want out of the cold weather stuff. That's good. But there's a way to have color year-round. And winters you would think it would be the hardest one, but it actually is pretty darn easy to have good color plants out there during the winter.
2: You know what? I've I've noticed, too. You can tell me whether I did something kind of like you're unplugging and plugging in things. Um, So, like, with the cooler weather the uh either laura bush or vip petunia which one did i get do you remember
4: you
5: got
2: which one did we sell did it reseed
4: you got laura Laura bush Bush. Laura Bush. it probably
2: is it's trying to but the colors the leaves and the colors were real faded and now with the little cooler temperatures the colors are more brilliant and they're they're the water and when's the last time you fed them oh i think i put copious amounts of osmocote in the container where'd you buy it it wasn't here oh okay why wasn't it here?
3: I don't remember selling to you.
2: Oh, okay. Well, you don't sell me
5: ever.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, they would uh, notice Milton if you ever
2: bought anything.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Trace locks you
3: like a hawk.
2: I know he does. Where's your receipt? Okay. Uh, but anyway, the um, but so yeah, so we can not only get color, we can get rich, yeah. deep colors too. Yeah. You
5: bet. And this is, like I said, this is probably the easiest time to make your flower beds look good with uh, with not a whole lot of effort.
2: It may have been the age
3: yeah, of tell, it, too. Yeah, tell tell me about that, that I... Gone bad. I was, uh, After I spent uh, several hours planting all those well, snapdragons you, and uh, well, you stocks. Were the that, and, you were
5: the one that wouldn't wait for the cyclamen to go on sale, so you I go. can't say much
3: there. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting. I don't like this. I want steady, cool weather for uh, my cyclamen and my uh, pansies and... Um, but snapdragons, stocks, uh, dianthus, uh, dianthus, and uh, else? Well, and th- this week uh, are the sunflower-looking um, colangelo. The both the probably dianthus and the colangelo are probably the best two winter annuals for butterflies. Alyssum's pretty good. And alyssum, you got and a we lot have, of. We
5: uh, We should have the white white stream lobularia, which is an alyssum, and then uh, the regular. The regular ones as well. So,
3: yeah, they're they It's a good time to get in plan. I was kind of hoping to get to beat the rain. I mean, to get in time for the rain, but I'm a little nervous now about where's the rain, gang. Well,
5: if I was a forecaster, I'd say it's 100 chance of rain somewhere.
3: Yeah, somewhere, sometime, huh?
5: Uh, let's see. We got the. Uh, let's see. David's out. We also have the blood drive next weekend. Okay. Or next Saturday. Uh, So, uh, you know, there's always a a crunch for blood coming up on the holidays. And uh, in their words, we know you have it in you. Uh, So uh, please come out (laughs) and you will get a Milberger's gift certificate for participating in the blood drive. Uh, we also have the kids seminar. And just and the just
3: ignore the the vampire-looking people that are around. Yeah, the I,
4: I was going to ask, do they dress up like vampires in the they, blood bank? They might. No,
3: no, I don't think they would. No. They don't. No. No, <laughs> I, I suspect
4: well, they would be them some. Open <laughs> <their own>. Welcome.
5: <laughs> I saw him making the aprons uh, for the kids seminar yesterday because it involves paint and we don't want them to get as messy Uh-oh. as they could oh, okay. they always tend to get a little messy but um that milburges aprons you mean you kids paint aprons. without
3: getting painted yeah, on them right
5: they can't stay yeah. within the lines or uh, not on themselves either um, let's see so they've got that we got my
3: daughter i couldn't when she used to paint i couldn't even recognize her she couldn't uh. <laughs> i mean just aim that brush right ahead of you and then you should come back and she would <laughs> All over. I said, How could you get that little brush? So you're, you you're splashing <laughs> it on, baby.
4: <maybe. laughs>
5: David but, just texted me to talk about him I and I just now read it. So oh. we kind of we already did.
3: Yeah. So yeah. Well, what about this plant of the week? You didn't mention that, did you? Yeah, I did. Well, not, to, well, yeah. not, just, yeah. not this go round. Uh, not to the forty so listeners.
5: Mexican kind of. mint marigold. It's a great fall blooming perennial. Uh, it, it is in our sale group right now for three eighty eight. Mm-hmm. So it's a great prize, great perennial for half day sun or more. And uh, I've heard it used as a substitute for tarragon as an herb. So uh, it's
3: got multi uses. So it's and not d- just it's d- not just
5: pretty. Yeah. It looks it as useful. Well and as it's well. it's a
3: it's one of those fall my article last week I identified it as a spectacular short term fall bloomer that just Grabs you if you go by landscape. It, it attracts your attention because it gets. It's just like fall aster. Yeah. The advantage that it has over fall aster is that the deer don't eat this. Yeah,
4: they won't touch it.
3: Yeah, and uh, you can have it. One of my one of the houses in our neighborhood is up up a slope, and they plant it across the front, and I don't even notice the house until the the mint marigold starts grow, growing, and then every. I'm sure. I'm surprised there aren't more accidents as people drive by because it's just spectacular, and there's the deer walking by. They don't even touch it, <laughs> and uh, and that nice licorice. So you people do use it for a, uh, for, for
5: a tarag- cooking, tarragon substitute. It's oh. Not too easy to grow tarragon around here.
3: Oh, we didn't mention that it's uh, it's real high on the butterfly list too. Yep,
5: it, it is.
3: It started the bloom. The monarchs will I personally will like jump the in smell. Them.
5: I think well, who I, likes it? I like the, smell fragrance. Of it. the yeah. fragrance of the yeah. pressure I cage. Know.
2: And you can smell it?
5: I, I can smell that.
2: Wow, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Slapping with it. Yeah. Well, you're a uh, your, your sniffer. You always complain. I do, but I can smell that. Okay.
3: And you you buy these one-gallons, one, one and then uh, you treat it just like the fall aster that we had last week, and and it'll, it'll make a it'll spread a, spread out and cover a whole lot of teri- territory next year and then you just kind of keep the keep it under control up until about september 1 and then you let it grow up and make a nice mound and as
5: jerry mentioned it gets better with age
3: yeah it does uh, for sure so
5: it's it's the show gets better and better and i think longer and longer as uh as it's been in the ground
3: and it's a good it's a good xeriscape plant
4: and there really no insect or fungus that bothers it
3: no
5: Pretty durable plant. It's cool. Tough, tough Sound Like
4: a Milton plant today. Yeah, Over to three Do I have to put you... this
5: one away, Milton. Or are you going to buy it?
4: What's that? Do I have to put this one uh, away? I it? Buy it?
5: <laughs> I'm sure you can find a home. Yeah, okay. they
4: get big. David, David Rodriguez, has got some at the children's garden in, in a in a great big container. It's spectacular. Full of blooms. So, so we've so got the you train. can see the leaves on it.
5: We've got the train going today. Uh, we'll have the train going tomorrow for the middle of the day. Uh, but it's really going next weekend, too, for yep. the big event. So we've got the train going. We're going to have uh, the bounce houses going. We're going to have roasted corn. There you We're go. We're going to have uh, face painting. Balloon artistry. Did you, take, artist you take advantage of that? No, no, no I I that did Jerry? the balloon artist. Okay, balloon artist. artist. So balloon artist is pretty cool. Balloon artist uh, they, they is they incredible. All kinds of stuff out of balloons, neat things, you know, crowns and guns and all kinds of things. Uh, and
4: margaritas for virgins?
5: Yes, margaritas for virgins. Why did you ever? I don't know.
2: <laughs> you knew better. <laughs>
5: I did. Okay. I, I let him lead me into it. So. That, uh, what else have we got? Um, that's uh, Just a whole lot of fun. I think that's it. Yeah, employee
2: well, costume contest where in, every you vote oh, yeah. for your uh, favorite costume that worked by an employee, and then you could win a gift certificate.
5: Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll just dar- for voting. We'll take one uh, one lucky customer's voting ballot, and uh, we'll pull that on Sunday, and they will win a gift certificate. And we do have a Facebook contest going right. for uh, for it as well. And uh, so, if you come in, you take pictures of your kids in the in the in the pumpkin patch, and just here in general, I guess. Yeah. Um, one Man. of the, one of those people, if you put it, you, they got to put it on Facebook first. And uh, on our Facebook page, Trace and, can show you how. No, I can't. <laughs> Somebody here can show you how. <out>. And um, <laughs> somebody's going to get picked from that list, and they are also going to get a gift certificate. Who's
3: going to judge that?
4: Well, that's going to be tough. Pre- pretty
5: sure uh, Charles does. Oh wow.
4: Okay. okay. And you've got you've got this studio type of uh, background. Yeah, the backdrop. Yep, that's backdrop. that's a nice
5: one. That
4: you can take the picture in. You so, don't want um, to take it in the pumpkin patch.
5: We want the we want the kids to come in costume as well, and I think yeah. we're going to have little gift bags to hand them. Oh, cool. um, Candy, kind of stuff.
4: If Milton and I come in costume, will you hand us little candy? Can we get candy?
5: Too? Uh, it depends on the costume, I guess.
4: Oh. <laughs> Wait a oh, minute! You didn't
2: say that. You could, where are these rules? You, Hold you on. Could be
5: coming as Milton, and Milton could be coming as you know the
2: difference. <laughs> Uh, Trace is on a roll. I know it. He's just full of himself
3: today. He's, getting, he's <laughs> getting into the. He's been here at Milberger's like eight years, so he's getting into the Halloween.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, he's embraced yeah. the Halloween. Yeah. It's
3: always been my favorite holiday. Uh huh.
2: All right, so all that you'll find on MilbergerNursery dot com. In fact, you'll find the Halloween information right as you uh, get on the uh, the website MilbergerNursery dot com. You'll find out what's on sale this week. You'll find out about David's workshop, about all the stuff that's happening here at the nursery when you go to millburgernursery.com. All right. Thanks, Trace. Anything else we need to mention?
5: I just wanted to mention my 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 wife made soup last night. She's a pretty good cook. Uh-oh. And, uh, You're just discovering that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever had Toscana
4: soup? I've heard of it, but I don't think I've what ever can had soup? it. What kind of soup? Toscana
3: No, I don't know it.
5: All right. Well, she made it from scratch, and one of the key ingredients
3: is kale.
4: Oh, no.
5: (laughs) And it's really good. And it still tastes good. Is it good good good
3: and good for you? Recognizable, or is it a a kind of a sauce situation? It's
5: it's basically a potato potato soup. Mm. So it's potatoes, sausage, kale, and some other ingredients. She doesn't tell me what they are.
4: And the... the, uh, the kale is chopped up fine. Nope, fine.
3: Big pieces. Yeah, big pieces and, of
5: kale. Uh, yeah. Right.
3: Yeah, that sounds good because I, threw a little I, salt, like, little I like anything and... with cabbage soups with big with pieces of cabbage in are really good. Yeah.
5: So I'm thinking you need to have some Toscana soup. Maybe you'll rethink your kale issues.
3: My
4: kale is Uh huh. We planted some kale for a, a rancher down down south, and uh, it, it's a. Edible kale. You, you, you know, y'all sold some here, too. right? We yeah. some pretty ones we There's four four different varieties of edible <laughs> kale over there. Don't but, you ever look at the but, kale? But no. <laughs> but anyway, they uh, the guy the guy that was harvesting it harvested uh, the, the fairly young leaves, but uh, uh, but you know they they had expanded. And he took him up to the guy, and he, it, and he makes these smoothies, you know, these in, the, in the blender and thing. Said no, they wanted the, just the buds, just 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 as a, the very new young leaves to make their smoothies out of. Hmm. So anyway, that's why I thought maybe they ground them up in your in your, just in your soup.
5: Nope, looks no. looks like uh, like collards inside the.
4: With this. Are you having anybody complain about the way your spinach looks out here?
5: No, we keep <laughs> we keep ours clean most of the time. Well,
4: uh, I'm talking about the rough leaves and the, the way the leaves occur.
5: Not nobody's.
4: That, that's a that is a function for those of you who uh, buy tra- spinach transplant. Don't don't be concerned about the rough leaves and the, and the kind of irregular. Leaf pattern that they have on there because that is a function of hot weather. I've had several other nurses uh, that talk to me about it and saying, Well, why don't you go back to that coho spinach? You know, well, we can't get seed of that, you know. And uh, Ashley, which is, which is being sold now, uh, said, uh, go back to the original Ashley. Well, what they're talking about is the spinach that they planted or later on in the fall. Well, that's the one they remember that did so well. And we've done some uh, testing of, of this squash spinach like you're selling. Uh, and it, when, when you... In, di- in different size containers, there were several different sized containers that were available. And uh, they look... look I don't know if ragged or rugged is the is terminology. They don't look smooth like your spinach looks, supposed to look in the as well. And uh, the people, I said, well, you're planting it too early. Everybody wants it earlier and earlier. And even the transplant grower cannot grow that smooth leaf, you know, where it right. looks really pretty in the container because of the hot weather and so um uh, once it but once it's once it's transplanted and once once the weather turns cool they'll grow out of kind of like our tomatoes remember our tomatoes early planted tomatoes had long long leaves elongated leaves and looked kind of unusual, almost looked like they had a virus. And then when the weather turned to cool and they got a little bit older, they grew out of
3: it. Yeah, spinach are much more, pretty sensitive to the heat, too. Oh, you may end up big time replacing season. some of them, yeah.
4: But now we're getting into the cooler nights. And, and we'll be getting more day.
3: spinach transplants, too.
4: All right.
2: Trace, anything else you I, can think
3: of? I, I had a question, but Trace wants to hear about too. Did uh, anybody go to your presentation on Monday? Didn't you have? Weren't, didn't you give a presentation? Oh, Jerry on Monday? did.
4: Oh yeah. Did, did Jerry go <laughs> to this presentation? Yeah, yeah did. Yeah, that was we really, Yeah, we had a garden volunteer uh, meeting over at the uh, garden. Garden center. center. And. Um, of course, as as always, when we, we were trying to get the PowerPoint and the computer set up to show on the screen, it uh, it uh, showed the the so the slides or the video the visuals were too dark, huh? And so you 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 couldn't see the colors on the on the plants, and so luckily I in my old extension training. I always carry my own equipment, and so we were trying to get theirs to work, and it didn't. And the and the person in charge said, "Well, they'll just have to see the dark ones, you know. They just have to imagine what color they are." And so uh, when I when I use my computer, it it, it worked all right. out all really well. And we just had a, a good good crowd. And uh, they were interested in in some of the new plants that we have, and some of them showed up over at the Herb Market to to get some of those new plants that we have. Very
5: cool. I heard David had a, a Master Gardener yeah, Master Gardener training. Yeah, like
4: very successful for almost people. 50,
5: almost 50 people, I think. I heard yeah, him say. Yeah, all over the, counties, all
4: over the state. And they were they were Master Gardeners and. Uh, interested personnel and uh he he was was full and uh dr larry stein and uh uh tom harris gave a talk there and of course i gave a couple and and of course dr stein gave a couple but uh he
5: didn't ask neil sperry to come
4: no 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 and david david gave a couple of good ones and then what they were really impressed with they, they liked the presentation we got good reviews on the presentation and uh, but uh what they really liked was when they went out to the children's garden out there and david gave Milberger full credit for the, their support out there and uh it, it's looking as good as i've ever seen it look right now it's okay. got the marigolds down the aisles and 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 what Jerry's lots referring tomato to, setting, fruit, and so everything's looking good now. Mill
2: uh, makes a donation that can be used as a scholarship toward uh, the cost of participating in the children's gardens. It makes it kind of, there's a set cost, and the donation lowers the cost, so it's open to more people.
4: Absolutely, and they f- fill up every time. All right, we're ready to take a break. I think so. All right, we'll
2: take a break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Milburgers Gardening South Texas. Broadcast live from Milburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 in Boulevardy Road on 930 A.M. This is the answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardie Road. All right, you know about next Saturday and Sunday's event at Millburgers, the big Halloween celebration. But what you may not know is next Saturday, Millburgers has a great event It's a little on the serious side. It's Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive. They do this every quarter because blood is always in need here in San Antonio. So you can come to Millburgers between 10 o'clock and 1.30 and you can donate blood. And Here's a little suggestion for you. Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center and go ahead and make your reservations for your time that you want to give blood on the Millburgers Blood Drive. That'll get you in and out quicker. All right, here's another suggestion. Make sure that when you donate blood, you get a $10 gift certificate from Millburgers. In fact, they'll give it to you even if you're unable to give blood. And the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has a nice gift for you, too. That's next Saturday, the 28th, at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Check it out at millburgernursery.com.
6: Hi, this is Vicky Karagas, owner of Demo's Greek Food Restaurants. I would like to invite you to celebrate Demo's Stone Oak 12th anniversary. At this location, this Friday and Saturday, we're taking 12% off your meal. For the past 12 years, Stone Oak has embraced my grandmother's authentic Greek recipes. And we'd like to show our gratitude with a 12% discount. It's this Friday and Saturday at our Demo Stone Oak location, 1604 in Blanco in the Vineyard. 12 years and 12% off your ticket. Think Greek at Demo Stone Oak. While you're listening to your music, there's something else you should listen to. Your body. It's demanding omega-3s. Vital nutrients your body needs to stay healthy. And 90% of us don't get enough. Nordic Naturals Omega-3 Fish Oils is America's number one choice. For over 20 years, Nordic Naturals has set the standard for fresh, pure, non-GMO fish oils with award-winning taste. You'll never experience fishy burps with our multi-patented manufacturing process, ensuring you get the freshest fish oil available. Omega-3s are a great way to stay healthy, supporting your heart, brain, joints, eyes skin and even your immune and nervous systems for a sound body and mind everybody needs omega-3s come into rhonda's nature's way to get your nordic natural products with two locations 624 southwest military and 8059 callahan at the corner of i-10 west and callahan Do you like to shop? Do you like to improve your community? Then join AM 930 The Answer for the 24th Annual Holiday Olay Market, Friday, October 27th through Sunday, October 29th at the San Antonio Shrine Auditorium. This year's Christmas at the North Pole-themed event showcases regional and national merchants offering the latest in fashion, beauty, and home decor trends, as well as unique gifts and holiday merchandise. Shopping hours are from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Friday and Saturday and 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Sunday. Plus there are many other special events to be a part of, like breakfast with Santa. Proceeds from the holiday market benefit the community programs and projects of the Junior League of San Antonio Incorporated. For more information go to www.jlsa.org or to this station's website community calendar for more information. We'll see you there.
2: welcome back to Milberger's Garden right in South there. Texas. Yeah, I know. He's a cutie. Yeah, my great nephew's here. Gavin. He doesn't.
3: He, he doesn't look much like Milton.
2: Nah. He. <laughs> <laughs> well, you
3: said he's a cutie. I didn't want them to. Oh,
2: I see. Thank you, Calvin. <sighs> it's so good working with you all these he years. He is a cutie. Yeah. And uh, I think they're going to try the train. mail you're a cutie, too. Thank you, Calvin. Oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, let's uh, see what's going to happen. Uh, Jerry wanted to know the weather. Uh, Roy, I think, has got everything uh, going on now. And so, uh, Roy, have you gotten all the, the Dopplers checked and everything? And how many more new listeners do we have uh, after that
9: break? Well, uh, the, yeah, the weather, boy. we got that. Uh, new listeners? Okay, let's, let's see the weather. We'll get that updated as well. But let's, okay, let's okay. take a look at the I think, weather, though.
2: I think if I, c- I can see your Doppler here, I think we have <laughs> seven. So that's exciting. Okay, go ahead.
9: All right, so let's take a look. Yeah, the... The big question is what's going to happen kind of overnight. Right now today is going to be high of 88, low of 66, so it's going to get a little bit chilly this evening. And it's going to be interesting this evening. So around 11, 10, 11 o'clock is the first time we have some slight chance of rain. About a 50% chance of rain is the highest that I can find for this evening. Now, early tomorrow morning, so early Sunday morning is where some rain is going to. Possibly we're going to see some rain. So right now uh, I have it at about a 70% chance of rain, Jerry, for early tomorrow morning. 70% high of 79 degrees tomorrow, low of 52. Um, Like I said, with some early, early, early morning uh, showers, supposed to be some, uh, maybe some thunderstorms early tomorrow morning. Monday, so the
2: upper 70s. Yeah, is, upper uh, seventies. So that'll be
9: nice. Yeah, not 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 reaching quite 80. Monday is going to be a high of 81 degrees, low of 55 clear skies. So that rain is going to clear out by Monday to start off your work week. Tuesday, high of 79, low of 50 uh, with clear skies. Wednesday, high 78, low 52. Thursday, a high of 82 degrees, low of 58. And then to round out the work week on Friday, High of 78, low of 54, partly cloudy skies with a 30% chance of some afternoon showers.
4: That worked. Yeah. For 70%, 70% right. percent chance. 70%. 70%. Yeah. 70%, Roy. Now, what
2: I've heard is... Uh, I'm going
4: to remember that.
2: <laughs> basically agreeing with uh, Roy. Uh, and uh, did they say about what time What time did your thing say? So, early
9: morning? Yeah, very early morning. So 4, 5, 6 a.m. Sunday morning is what I'm yeah. saying.
2: That's kind of what I've heard, too. And then and it just clears out, and it'll be a beautiful day. Yeah, I need some anything.
4: rain on my lawn.
9: Oh. Did you? I, uh, I need
3: some rain in my gardens because there I got, you go. my irrigation contractor has been working on them. And, of course, he's a little behind schedule, and I've planted all those uh, snapdragons and things. They, and I'm sure there's a lot of gardeners out there with their fall, their fall
9: vegetable garden, right, too. Right, right. All right. Thank you sir. Thank you, Roy. Very you did good. good. No problem guys. Have a good one. I uh, don't know. You didn't. Uh, yeah, we'll you didn't sound you overly enthusiastic. Yeah, we'll see tomorrow.
2: Yeah.
4: We'll see if he did good.
2: I'm sure he did. Has Roy ever scared us wrong? Yes. No, uh, he hasn't. Uh, <laughs> I can't think well, of it. Well, I don't want him
3: to be overly optimistic, you know. Uh, he's feeling he's feeling not sure of himself. Well,
2: you know weather people is that a bad thing if you get their egos up and they start predicting all kinds of things and <laughs>
3: yeah, they get a or they do like Steve Brown did, and yeah. get a, get offended and said, "You know, I don't. I'm not God. I don't make the weather. You know, I'm just a weatherman." Yeah. Wow.
4: Oh, did he say that?
3: Yeah, and not the same words, but uh. basically <laughs> got got tired of me teasing him about the the weather. Oh, no, that's just mean.
2: 210-308-8867. 210-308-88-67. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world.
4: We had uh, one question, one person came up, and they, they had uh, milkweed, and they had uh, something something eating their milkweed, uh, uh, yellow or orange. Or yeah, right a little. Right on top of the milkweed. A little and aphids. On, on, the he said they were on the flowers. On the sea pods, even. Sea pods. Yeah. There you go. And there were aphids. Oh, and I, And
3: uh, of course, milkweed you can 't hardly have milkweed without the aphids in the yeah. and the milkweed beetles.
4: I started to use my r- old routine of do you know what they call that aphid? They call it uh, milkweed uh huh
3: mm-hmm.
4: well I did it's on the milkweed, i did
3: I did remind them that that one really positive thing about uh if you've got aphids on milkweeds yeah it, it's a indication that there's no systemic insecticides inside that uh, that milkweed and especially when you're just getting when you get new milkweed from the nursery uh that's that's a, a great indication now as far as i know nobody uses the, the systemics on the on milkweed production but uh, but it's a reassurance for native plant people yeah so but uh, monarchs all the butterflies are really going, this is the best season for butterflies. Uh, so they're, So if you've got blooming plants, kind of look around and you'll see the butterflies. And then make a plan. You go to plantanswers.com. I've got a bunch of articles in there about yeah. raising butterflies. And there's other articles, too, that are available. And come on out to Millburgers and see the certified butterfly garden and the plants that are blooming. And it shows all the choices of, of the plants that you can make. I'm uh, watching them. They're over there taking pictures, and the, the parents are trying to intert- get the kids yes, to smile. Uh, a really dignified uh, young mother and father are going,
2: looking like Jumping up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah did you taste. see what Julie had to do? Yeah, uh, to get him throw was, her the hair in her Yeah, hair she her had hair. to sneeze in front of them, and that was... Uh, what, <laughs> oh, <no>. Yeah. <laughs>
4: But uh, yeah, Calvin, you've got milkweed, right? Oh
3: gosh, yeah, yeah, I've got. Now, have to, you
4: uh, seen caterpillars on the milkweed yet?
3: I I saw them uh, this spring, but I, and then I saw queens during the summer. But uh, monarchs are won't lay their eggs until next spring. Oh,
4: so, so they don't lay their eggs uh, in the fall? They no,
3: they just they just come. One that's one of the issues. If you got you got queens all summer. Laying eggs on the milkweed, and then then the when the monarchs get here, well, we try to explain to people that they don't monarchs only lay their eggs in the spring here, yeah. so that's good. Uh, but uh, golf fritillaries yeah. and the bordered patch, all the other varieties have seen their caterpillars.
4: Did you see why the new mayor is getting yeah. behind the monarch? Uh, yeah, he re re,
3: re yeah. The, uh, re reaffirm that San Antonio is city. one of the yeah. butterfly cities. Yeah, yeah. The whole the whole I-35 corridor. They're trying to find little places to put milkweed. Oh. Okay. Back. Yeah. Those darn farmers killed all that milkweed. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I don't. I don't think they killed it. I think it just went away because of, they couldn't kill it. They had, oh had yeah. Tr- they, had trouble killing. They
3: it. well, they had trouble certainly, but they could kill it. They they got uh not but they uh you know they spent years and years and years
4: trying to find some Trying to, to control
3: it. it yeah and now we are back trying to give, grow it yeah and it's amazing
2: how hard it is to get it to germinate it's an in- is it really
3: is it, yeah I know,
2: I know the instructions that we saw from the man in uh where was that in Thorsville
3: uh-huh
2: were really I mean, it was it was intricate, but um, I thought you had said nah, that he made it a little tougher than it had to be. No, it was just terrible. oh yeah, he
3: did he did a little bit, but what they are, but they haven't. Uh, the key is that they haven't fine tuned. You know, it's when when they, a wholesale nursery goes to produce uh, a certain plant like lantanas, they have this plan. And it works, you know. They they uh, they uh, know what uh, tools they need, infrastructure, what uh, plant materials or seeds, whatever they're using. And <clears throat> uh, milkweeds, they really haven't got it fine-tuned yet, so that it's uh, uh, you know, it's so it's efficient. And then you want to get it so that it's in bloom if you can, so people buy it. And that's been hard. They're getting better, getting better at it. Uh, I think the. Uh expect that will the South Texas Home Garden and Environmental Show in March will will uh have a even a larger selection of different native
2: milkweeds than we did last year. But it's not easy. All right, two one oh three 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Eighty-eight sixty-seven. toll toll-free 866-308-8867. Lots of stuff going on. Don't forget, David Rodriguez will be here uh, doing one of his Earth Kind seminars. David will be talking about fall and winter color, cooler uh, temperature color in your yard. Uh, we'll have the blood drive going on from 10 o'clock till one we We'll have uh, all the big Halloween celebration that's going on here at Millburgers. And uh, what have I missed? Uh, face painting, balloon animals, food, food, snacks, fun train rides for the kids, all kinds of stuff going margarita on. Margarita
3: without alcohol.
2: There you go. That's a much better way to. That f- causes much less trouble when you. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, we'll just call it a slushy, a margarita flavored slushy. No, I mean that for uh, no. for
3: hard drinking Minnesotans. That uh, that'd be hard to gag down a
2: slushy instead of a margarita. Uh, can't win for losing here. I'm trying. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Milburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bolvordy Road. All right, you know about next Saturday and Sunday's event at Millburgers, the big Halloween celebration. But what you may not know is next Saturday, Milburgers has a great event. It's a little on the serious side. It's Milberger's Quarterly Blood Drive. They do this every quarter because blood is always in need here in San Antonio. So you can come to Milberger's between 10 o'clock and 1.30 and you can donate blood. And Here's a little suggestion for you. Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center and go ahead and make your reservations for your time that you want to give blood on the Milberger's Blood Drive. That'll get you in and out quicker. All right, here's another suggestion. Make sure that when you donate blood, you get a $10 gift certificate for Millburgers. In fact, they'll give it to you even if you're unable to give blood. And the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has a nice gift for you, too. It's next Saturday, the 28th, at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and boulevardy Road. Check it out at millburgernursery.com.
1: With all this talk about the National Anthem, we thought it was a good idea to learn a bit more about why the National Anthem is so important in this country. This National Anthem Minute is brought to you by Premier Roofing and Contracting. The Star Spangled Banner was written in 1814, but did not become official until 1889, when the U.S. Navy began to use it. Years later, in 1916, President Woodrow Wilson made it official. But it was not until 1931 when Congress made it the National Anthem, signed by President Herbert Hoover. The memories of the flag and the Star-Spangled Banner are married together. The original flag is now on display in the Smithsonian Institution. That flag is the one Francis Scott Key saw after the attack on the port of Baltimore, which inspired him to write the words to the Star-Spangled Banner. Thank you,
7: Premier Roofing and Contracting, for standing for our national anthem, Premier Roofing and
8: premierroofingandcontracting.com. My name is Thaddeus Bedeger, and honestly, I have to say and spell my name every day. I'm also the owner of Premier Roofing and Contracting. Easy to say and much easier to spell. Premier Roofing and Contracting proudly serves San Antonio and the Hill Country, and we're a preferred vendor with major insurance companies. Call Premier Roofing and Contracting for a free estimate for your roof repair or replacement at 210 867 Six zero zero one At Premier Roofing and Contracting, we install quality with confidence. Premier and Contracting.com. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, 9.30
0: a.m., the answer goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We are now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. On iTunes, on iHeart, on our own app, on our website, on conservativeradio.com, on your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 930 a.m. The Answer.
10: This is Hugh Hewitt for the Salem Media Group. The defeat of ISIS in its self-proclaimed capital of Raqqa and its self-proclaimed caliphate is a huge victory for the West and for the U.S.-backed forces that cleared that Syrian city of its remaining ISIS killers. Those self-proclaimed martyrs surrendered, by the way, refusing to fight to the death, as ISIS propaganda had always proclaimed they would. The Syrian civil war continues, and its ghastly toll continues to rise, of course, as does the war against ISIS, and not just in Syria and Iraq, but around the world, as the death of five members of American special forces in Niger in October shout. The sacrifices of the American military are the highest sort. In honor must be paid to their heroism and to the families of the fallen. Part of that honor is pausing to note that they and their brothers and sisters-in-arms are winning that they are actually driving back radical Islamist terror. Congressman Mike Gallagher noted earlier this week, that was unthinkable even a year ago under the tactics employed by the Obama administration. We salute the liberators of Raqqa and the American Special Forces who assisted them. I'm Hugh Hewitt.
2: And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and your calls. Just give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Lots of stuff happening here at Uh gardening hormones for the winter gardening hormones of have kicked in, I'm sure, and uh, garden mums, garden moms, lots of garden mums. lots and lots of uh, merimums We have those. Uh, we have a few cyclamen left. Few Calvin, how many? Uh, how many do you see out there? You got a good, uh,
3: a good uh, look at Let's that. Let's see. There's about two hundred <laughs> table. Oh no! Maybe yeah, 200 per table. Yeah, uh, I think there's only about 800 of them there.
2: Yeah, so you we can yeah. find
3: lots. Of and then there's the the primrose, The prim, uh, primula is new. If you have not seen that, uh, they grow they grow kind of in the same pattern as pansies, but they've got a more intense waxy bloom. Uh, so if you you need to check them out. Plus. They grow in deep shade. That's that's where you grow them, just like the Cycleman. So that's a that's a great if you uh, have some containers in the shade or by your front door or by your patio. Uh, it's kind of fun to try those primula. They're, they're hard to beat. And the blooms will last all through the winter.
2: All right. Uh, so lots of stuff going on. For more information on all the stuff uh, that uh, we talked about, Go to milburger nurserycom Yeah, well, we
4: we mentioned that the temperatures are going to be cooler this next week, and when that happens, the grass growth slows down, and with, which is good for us, especially especially after we get some rains. But uh, what that also signals the fact that. Uh, Some of your contact herbicides, like glyphosate, uh, will not. It takes longer for it to work uh, on on the weeds. And so, uh, to kill, kill, you, you know, if you if you're getting ready to create a bed next next spring, and you want to get rid of the weeds that are in there growing now. Probably the best thing to do is, is uh, apply a glyphosate-only herbicide by spraying precisely within the bed's boundaries. In other words, mark off your bed, and then uh, uh, you can you can actually spray it uh, very precisely with the glyphosate-only herbicide. Now, the reason we say glyphosate-only is because uh, they route uh, uh, they they've added some. Um, some other products to uh, round up, which um, may be may may cause you problems. But uh, if you use the, the old-fashioned glyphosate, what Jerry's talking about
3: is especially like Bermuda grass. If you're right. going to have any impact on it, you got to get it now because it's declining.
4: Absolutely.
3: And but you're going to also see your roundup is not going to have any impact on those winter. No you know, weeds like uh, res- rescue grass or uh, rye grass, uh, bed straw. It, they'll come up from seed, and so you'll. But the good news is they disappear when the
2: hot weather comes. Too. Yeah. Hey, we got James on the line at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, James. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today?
11: Just fine, gentlemen. Indian summer. I'm I'm ready to see it go. <laughs> Uh, hey, I got you two questions. ready for the cool
2: watch?
11: Yeah, I'm ready for a little cooler weather. 90 degrees in into October. Uh, it, it could be 100, so I'm not really complaining. But anyway. True. I walked, in, I, I walked inside to get my phone because I wanted to give uh, a question for Dr. Parsons. And then my wife says, oh, you're going to call the gardening show because I'm listening on the patio. She asked if I'd ask a question for her. Uh, I said I'd humor her. Or if not. Okay. Anyway. Usually, uh, uh, past several years, they put the orchids on sale around Easter time, so I've been giving her one every year, and she's had them. In some exotic irrigation system—I don't know what she's done with. Anyway, she's got two that are almost she wants to know what she can do to bring them back to life. But I think Dr. Parson's is going to say once they're dead, they're dead. But I just want to double—I'm humoring her here. Uh, no,
2: how do you
3: know
9: when I'm
4: they're not. dead completely?
2: Is there anybody having trouble hearing you? Yeah. So breaking up. Your phone's breaking up a little bit, but but,
4: but, but uh, if you're you talking about the phalaenopsis orchids, right?
11: So how do you know when they're completely dead? I mean, you got to the, dig the, up the, the phalaenopsis
4: orchids you're yeah, talking about, James? Yeah.
11: Yes, sir. yes.
4: The the leaves are the the big leaves are are brown, of course, when they're completely dead. But the yeah. they, but until that happens. In other, in other words, you have a flower stalk up there, yeah. and, uh, and the, the flowers will last what three or four months mm-hmm. at least. And uh, then when the flowers dry, dry uh, wilt, and, and fall off, then you've got that made stem up the center there, and uh, right. until that turns brown, you know it, 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 it's green as the gourd. After the right after the bloom fall off but until that uh, flower stalk turns brown you shouldn't cut it out because a lot of times it'll have a side shoot on that flower stalk and have more flowers
3: yeah and they're they're, they're hard to kill James if there's any green on it put it put it in a you don't,
11: you don't south facing window and green <laughs> Okay, yeah, they're in. They're in the bathroom, getting south. Uh, dappled uh, light. The rest are doing good. These are a couple of older ones. They may have gotten the proper water, and I'm not quite sure. But anyway, more we'll try to nurse those two along. But they look really bad. But more importantly, yeah, my, yeah. Art, my Arctic, my Arctic that I picked up, that I picked up at the at the barn there at the rodeo grounds this spring. Hmm. It's a name. Lay- I never put it much
2: bigger pot, like in a 3 gallon pot and it's six I don't yeah we're, we're losing you James um, up in and we I'm being told by Roy back there that you dropped off so give us a call get to a little better uh, place and give us a call back we'll get you back on because we want to know your question too so. All right, um, 210-308-8867 210-308-8867
4: for those of you, who take the paper. Uh, don't 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 be sure to look at Calvin's article in today's paper, section C, in the my essay, and uh, he's talking about four garden pests to protect against. And uh, he ta- talks about cabbage loopers or the uh, foliage-eating caterpillars, and. Uh, down south, we're having trouble with, I guess they're army worms. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I mean, they're just eating the hell out of everything. Yeah, the
3: south, a couple of gardeners this last week uh, told me, asked me if I'd, if we were having problems with them. He said he couldn't even walk. He walked on a sidewalk, and they yeah. were migrating yeah. across, squishing them. They're yeah. just thick and, and when, stripping when, the plants completely.
4: And so, and and when they hit hit the ve- ve- green green vegetables, uh, they eat those in a yes, hurry. Look out! Look out! So uh, we're we're using the BT products, uh, which Kevin lists, lists the a uh, bunch of them that are available. Uh, uh, Thuricide. I never heard of Monterey.
3: Yeah, my, it's just a it's a, just a Monterey. BT product. They yeah. just They just call it Monterey BT. Okay. Yeah, that's one I had.
4: And DiPel, uh, biological worm killer, and uh, Safer caterpillar killer, and uh, so that that's uh, the main question we get on is how old, how long can you keep it? With these worms as thick as they are, I'm telling. A grower that I'm working with to use them, use them about every four to seven days because uh, you got those, because I l- listened to a Molly Keck
11: mm-hmm.
4: that, that I gave. You him, got it right. Uh, giving <laughs> a presentation on, on caterpillars and she was saying that because people want to spray them, get rid of them, do something with them. And she was saying that just to give a give them about a, a week or ten days, and they'll go through their life cycle.
3: I would, you know, I, I think if I had that that moving army worms moving towards my garden, I think I'd use, like I do with the cutworms, I think I'd, I'd use a, a spray, an insecticide spray at the edge, and then I'd put the BT on the, on the vegetables so that if they did make it, but well, i think i i might try to intercept with a uh, a more potent insecticide to stop stop the advance or to move it around cuz it's pretty frightening when uh, you know if if every one of those worms took one bite Jerry it wouldn't be oh, much yeah, of a, it that's wouldn't the problem. be much of a broccoli
4: left. that's the problem we have and those uh, the worms are are so thick like you say there we've got some plants in, outside the greenhouse and some inside a covered greenhouse and they're actually going on the side of the greenhouse and getting into the greenhouse
3: uh-huh. Yeah, a, mal- a malathion spray at the leading edge would uh, would probably help you uh, prevent them from getting into sensitive garden areas yeah. malathion is relatively easy to use, uh, instructions are pretty clear, follow the label instructions
4: one, one thing I didn't understand in the Calvin's article said it is an extract from a bacteria that, when consumed by a caterpillar, causes them to stop feeding almost immediately and die within a few days. I apologize, Calvin. I know and where I, this is going on. I was wondering why they stopped feeding immediately. Kevin didn't explain that. you
2: know sometimes you just take things and take them just accept the uh, way they are well, yeah,
3: and we just recognized Jerry's expertise, so we <laughs> we just accepted the fact that when he said they get when they get the uh, Don't, cry, uh terminal terminal uh <laughs> constipation that that was we didn't have to explain that
4: <laughs> well you didn't put that in your article Kevin. I
3: may have put it in there and they may, have I may put, have been no yet. i didn't I didn't put it. in. There. <laughs>
4: You mean the edit? The edit. Yeah. People now, want to know. Now, if mode, you uh, the go the of action, man. Go to the. Uh, sure. If you don't
3: get the paper, you can go to the uh, Express News uh, website, mo- uh, internet, because uh, it was featured. Uh, the article was featured. Judy checked it out this morning because the paper the paper hadn't showed up by the time I was ready oh, to okay. leave. Oh, okay. But uh, it was uh, it was on that internet. Uh, does it have pictures with it, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, really mm-hmm. colorful okay. pictures.
4: And then Kevin also talked about webworms. I don't think this is a bad web... I mean, as, as widespread, I'll put it that Oh, way. yeah, the webworms. If you've got the webworms, it's a bad year.
3: Yeah, hmm. and maybe they're like me. It's been a long time since I had them on my peach trees in the backyard. It was just kind of surprising. And you know i go to i must travel by there on foot seven eight times and suddenly i noticed them and and then uh, and I said well the next day i get to them and of course the webs have expanded to yeah twice the size and they uh, eat
4: day and night
3: yeah. yeah and so you do now there you can spray them with the bt product but if you got them in your pecan trees or your any of the other shade trees it's almost impossible now to spray in a residential neighborhood like that, with and still keep your neighbors.
2: Yeah.
3: Even BT, which is is harmless, but it's uh, people are uh, frightened of it when you big if, if you try to big a, bring a big rig in there spray, yeah. and most most sprayers won't do that anymore.
4: I bet uh, the, uh, the 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 or, or, the organic spray spray. Uh, uh, what, what's the other thing other than BT? Uh, Spinosad? Spinosad. I bet Spinosad would work good on webworms because it's a contact as well as a
3: One of the things that even with a spray when you got the webs, quite often it doesn't yeah. penetrate. Yeah. So, uh, get, a, get yourself a cane pole. Most neighborhoods have bamboo. Mm-hmm. And rip those, as many of those <laughs> webs as you can. And and it's amazing. We did this several oh years yeah. ago, and uh, everybody called in and says, "Well, the wasps are already
4: moving in and oh, pull, pulling yeah. off the within caterpillars a, within hours." It's amazing yeah. how fast they find them.
3: Yeah, they'll find them. So we're just ripping, just ripping those boxes apart with a cane pole as much as you can reach. Will go a long ways to controlling webworms.
4: And then,
2: Kevin, you, you don't like, think anybody'll mind you cutting down a little bamboo, to
4: Yeah, no, I, think, all I, I
3: think not. Yeah, and my my neighbor, some of my neighbors that have it, kind of have little signs. Please, all the bamboo you
4: want. Yeah, yeah,
2: take what you want.
4: And then, and then, Kevin talks about uh, a little bit about mosquitoes, and uh, and then, of course, about the fire ants. Uh, with these rains, after the rains occur. Uh, the fire ants show themselves, so to speak. That's right, and, uh, Judy, So you Judy, use a two-step technique of using the drench on the on the mounds and uh, uh, drenching them with the with the my. Mi- and the Judy,
3: my wife, swears that because of the article, the fire ants have attacked her. She, she had a, she's plant, <laughs> replanting her containers and Uh-oh. wasn't paying attention and got covered with them on her arms, and and uh, I see the big pile of the planting soil is on the other. She didn't bother to try to kill them in it. She just dumped it out on there the side of the go. patio, yeah. So
4: did, did you did you use the preparation aids like I always recommend on her?
3: No, we didn't. I, 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 I never do. I just... I just take it for granted I'm going to get bit every time I start <laughs> no, you're, dealing with No, but
2: you're supposed to, to ease the pain of the burn. Yeah. Ease the pain of the bite. Is that right? <laughs> nope. Haven't you been listening? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, Jerry only brings fire ants up <laughs> so they can talk about preparation. <laughs> <A>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> R-
3: he's got R- he's got a dual he's got a dual use for preparation. R- H. Meat uh-huh. or something yeah,
4: like meat tenderizer.
2: Yeah, it seems Basically to denaturize the uh, protein. Yeah. Poison. So get some preparation H and
3: just help so her out. Or let's see, you don't get confused to put the meat tenderizer on your Woo! butt cheeks or anything. No, no. Yeah.
4: Oh. No.
2: Or if you do, it just one time. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Calvin,
4: <laughs>
2: hey, uh, we're almost out of time here.
4: So, I, I, I would use my... Comment about like the, the guy I used to work with at uh, KKYX. I he he was deathly allergic to fire ants, and so I told him about this preparation eight. Yeah, and uh, I'm scared. And he he was serious about it. He was. He said, well, I, I'm glad I'm glad he, to find that he anyway. ate it." <laughs> and I said, "Well, now, Carl, don't don't use too much. You may disappear."
2: Uh on Bobo. that note, we're going begin to say goodbye. Thank you, Roy. Begin to say goodbye for today. We want to thank you guys for listening and being part of the show. Thanks to Roy. Uh, we had to do some switching, and we had some complications, but uh, you didn't know it because Roy did a great job. So thanks to Roy back there for doing a great job. I'm Milton Glick. We'll see you tomorrow back here at the Nursery, 1604 on Bulverde Road, and you'll hear us on The Answer.